Which of the following is not a type of herbalist? A. Clinical herbalist. B. Community herbalist. C. Personal herbalist. D. Family herbalist. The answer will be at the end of the episode. Enjoy. Hey y'all. I hope you're well. Welcome to another episode of Healthcare Boulevard. This is a podcast where we shine more light on healthcare and our goal here is to provide more options to people looking to choose healthcare as a career path, regardless of their background. My name is Sena Kakumo and I am your host and creator here. I thank you for tuning in. I appreciate your support. Remember, you can tune in on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. Without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Boulevard, my dear audience, welcome back to another interview, to another episode. I am here today with Dr. Sims, who is an herbalist, and I'm very excited to jump into the conversation with her. I am excited to ask her all the questions that y'all may think of. And if you have more questions after this episode, feel free to reach out, and uh, I'm sure she will be happy to answer. Dr. Sims, welcome. How are you doing? Fine. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. Okay, so let's start with you telling us a little bit about yourself, who you are, and what you do. Okay, well, I've had several careers. This is my last one as a clinical herbalist. So uh, I'm a professor. Um, I uh, did a lot of work with families and communities, and um, I've always been involved in herbalism in one way or another. Mm-hmm. And so uh, my focus at this juncture in life is us taking control of our health. Okay, I'm with it. So you mentioned you've been, so I, I, we are going to focus on your current position, but I would like to give the listeners a little bit of a view into your journey to getting here. Um, what was your education journey like and why did you decide to go through that journey? Okay, so... Uh, I've had quite a few different journeys. So I started off in uh, engineering school and I decided I didn't want to do that. That's what my father wanted, not me. Mm. Um, I have a bachelor's in communication studies, a master's in communication studies. My doctorate is in human services, family studies, and intervention strategies uh, with a focus on African-American families. Uh, I was taught herbalism back in that actually first time I even paid attention was through my mother who was a nurse practitioner uh, L&D nurse practitioner at UCLA and uh, so you know I've kind of dibbled and dabbled with herbalism not really paying attention coming up Uh, I'm much older than you so it's it's a long story but uh (laughs) I had a situation with someone very close to me that no one could help him Mm. and they weren't trying to help him. And so I had to go to herbalism to help him Mm. and it worked. His recovery, uh, after we got over all the horrible part, the recovery was swifter because of the herbs. So I started Mm. paying more attention to them. Okay. So, as far as you being an herbalist, what was that specific training like once you decided to venture into herbalism as a career and as a uh, calling, so to speak? 
Well, I read, I'm, I'm an avid reader. So I read a lot of books. I've had three mentors. Um, I still have a mentor. I think I'll always have a, have one. Mm. I uh, attended some classes. I learned about nutrition. I uh, got into the advanced clinical track. And basically just doing my hours. People think that you just read some books and, and you're an herbalist. And I actually did a lot of clinical hours so mm-hmm. with my mentor. So it's it's been... Uh, a very, not as long as a doctorate, but it's been a very, very focused, serious relationship between my uh, herbalism, my scientific mind, and and my mentors. Right. Uh, for anyone who may be perhaps be thinking about a different path or, or be coming from a different round, what is is there a straightforward way to say? This is how you become an herbalist. I don't think there is a straightforward way because you have to understand what herbalism is and how many different types there are. Mm-hmm. If you're, okay. you know, there's, there's different types. So depending on what you want to get into depends on what path you take. I'm okay. clinical. Right. So I look at the science of it, you know, where uh, a community or family herbalist won't, won't, they won't do that. The hours that I put in, the average herbalist, they won't take that track. So it, it depends on what type you want to be. Okay. Now, what, how would you define an herbalist? I would define an herbalist as someone who studies plant medicine, someone who studies the plants, the environment, in a conjunction with parts of the body, the spirit, you know, and the soul. Herbalism is not just, uh, it's, it's a four-dimensional thing when it comes to your body. So to me, that's a plant scientist, a phytochemist, a botanist, a horticulturalist. Uh, there's different sciences involved in it. And again, that depends on, and then there's, this, this is ancient. This is way before medical this is way before Hippocrates, before Hippocrates, there was Emotep, mm-hmm. you know, so this is, this is so ancient and it's been used for so many thousands of years that uh, to me, this is the true medical form of healing. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned there are different types of herbalists. Can you dive a little bit into that and sort of differentiate some some of the top ones, especially as you are a clinical herbalist and mm-hmm. differentiate that title from perhaps other major types of herbalists? So I'll start um, from the food chain. There is the family herbalist. And the family herbalist is someone who they have an understanding of certain herbs that they may use for their family. So when a family member gets sick, they may say, oh, you're not feeling well. You're coming down with, with a, a cold or flu. Here's some echinacea. I just or I made a uh, elderberry syrup for your cough or whatever. They don't go into the depth of herbalism. They they just may know what their family needs. And those are the, maybe there's 30 herbs that they work with mm-hmm. to heal the family. Every family should have a family herbalist. Every household should have one. Then you have the community herbalist where they may study more in depth. They may often have an apothecary where you can go and you can buy herbs from them. And they'll educate you a little bit on that. 
uh, the community herbalist uh, will have even more knowledge of the herbs. And then you may have, um, there's folk herbalists and they deal with indigenous medicine. They don't deal with any Western anything. It's all indigenous. It's according to the culture. It adds a lot of strong beliefs with it. And they stick with those specific indigenous herbs. You have Ayurvedic, which is East Indian practice, and Ayurvedic is very powerful. You have uh, traditional Chinese medicine. You have a traditional Korean medicine. You have um, uh, African medicine. You know, different tribes have different herbs and plants that they use. And then you have foundational, I call it foundational Black American uh, herbalism, because during slavery times, uh, if the slave owner got sick and the doctor said, you only have, I can't do anything for you, uh, that's it. Then he would go and call for that enslaved woman to come with her herbs and get him well. So you've got traditional Chinese, you've got traditional Korean, you've got indigenous medicine, folk, family herbalism, community herbalism, and there may be others that I've left out. But then you have clinical herbalism. Mm -hmm. Oh, excuse me. There's Western herbalism. Uh, and Western herbalism basically dealing with herbs here. And it's more, a little more in line with allopathic medicine. Mm -hmm. And then you have clinical. And you have the clinical herbalist. And then you have the naturopathic doctor. So your allopathic doctor, he goes by all the science. And then your naturopathic doctor is science and some herbs, or he may have some other holistic modalities that he uses. And then you have the clinical herbalist, who is the bridge between the herbs, the ancient herbs, whichever they study. And sometimes we, basically, we study it all, but mm -hmm. we, speci we specialize in one or two different things. But then we look at the science of it as well. So clinically, I'm not just looking at the herbs and oh, you can use this, this, and this. I'm looking at the property. I'm looking at your body, you know, the medications you're taking, what this could do, the contraindications. So I'm looking at all that. So that's, mm -hmm. that's the difference. Mm -hmm. Okay. And thank you for going through all of that for us. Uh, herbalism is something that I've heard, I've heard more of nowadays, but still much less than um, I've heard of from places like where I'm from where you know you mentioned it's more cultural right mm -hmm. um my my mom and my grandfather was actually an herbalist and so it's mm -hmm. interesting my mom used a lot of herbs to so this day she barely uses western medicine um so when you were saying family herbalist I was like hmm, maybe that's what I am <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> that sounds cool I, I'm gonna put a title oh, on family. it <laughs> Yeah, family herbalist, yes. Yeah, because anytime my husband is sick, he's like, can you make me that tea that you make me that makes me feel better? And I'm like, I got you. Boo. That's the family herbalist, <laughs> yes. Um, But now that we know more about what an herbalist is and the different aspects of it, what settings do you work with right now? I know you have your own practice. So tell us mm -hmm. more about that and why you started that practice. Well, okay, so um, I'm a professor, mm -hmm. and about three, four years ago, I noticed, I mean, I can go through 180 to 200 students per semester, 
and there and, and I was at three, four different campuses. So you can imagine all the germs, all the colds, all the flus. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to catch any of that. So I started boosting my immune system. I had a regimen that I would boost my immune sp- uh, system, especially in the fall. For some reason in the fall, I would lose half my class because everybody would be sick. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started doing my regimen. And then I eventually started telling them at the first day of class, if you're going to be in my class, you need to be in class. So here's what you need to do to boost your immune system. If you are sick, do not come to my class. And so some of them, the ones that would listen to me, they would be fine. The ones uh-huh. that didn't would be, oh, professor, I'm sick. Doctor, I'm sick. So uh, then the pandemic came. I'm fast forwarding. Mm-hmm. When the pandemic came, uh, everybody had to shelter in place. And, you know, you had that situation. And uh, so I went to the herbs for the situation and uh, people started coming to me even more. I mean, even in my last career, before I was a professor, I would, when, when the people would get sick, my colleagues would get sick, they would come to me and say, can you help me? Is that tea? Can you tell me that tincture or whatever? You were, you were definitely the community herbalist, yes. if, not, if nothing else. <laughs> yes, yeah, I was a community herb- herbalist exactly. then. Exactly. See, I was paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> And so uh, people started really coming to me and they, they, oh, wait a minute, she got well, what's her name? And so Mm -hmm. they kept coming and they kept coming. And I was uh, originally supposed to, uh, we were trying to, myself and some other uh, ladies were trying to open a wellness center, Uh, but it took too long. I'm I'm not a, I'm a person, I'm I'm a very type A personality Mm -hmm. and I, I just, that's just me. And even though I was doing my own thing, I didn't, I was doing it here and there, but I wasn't a hundred percent committed. So during that, during 2020, I started really studying more and more. And then I decided I wanted to be clinical. Hmm. And so I started going to, you know, seminars and everything and studying harder. And I really poured everything I had into it. Like I was doing a dissertation. Mm-hmm. And uh, then it came a time where I realized that uh, I'm, I was stopping myself from doing what I really could do. And so I just said, you know what, I'm going into private practice. I decided that in September, October 26, I was, I, I was open, but I was wow. online. Mm-hmm. Uh, December 1st, I had my first office. Okay. Wow. So I, I was. Mm-hmm. Go, and go, the people, go. and because the people kept coming to me, then those are my clients, and they were telling people, and you know, so here we are. Wow. Okay. Now, what what groups of diseases and what type of diseases are you oftentimes? And I'm sure you you see and treat, you know, a spam of uh, diseases. But what are some of your top, you know, diagnoses or diseases or ailments that people are coming to you for? Well, first, I have to say that I am not a medical doctor. I cannot mm-hmm. diagnose. I cannot prescribe medications. I do not treat anyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I do is I support, I suggest, um, and that's what I do. I cannot diagnose. I take, I take your doctor's diagnosis based mm-hmm. on what he's saying, and I go from there. I don't have, I legally cannot diagnose anyone. But mm-hmm. some of the illnesses that I've come across, I come across a lot of high blood pressure, cholesterol, uh, women's issues, a lot cancer. Mm. Um, what else? 
gosh, there's, there's, there's quite a few, mm-hmm. quite a few, uh, mm-hmm. migraine, headaches, mm-hmm. uh, picos, mm, liver issues, kidney. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, 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 and on the other spectrum, um, I, I get contacted, oh, and, and immune system issues like mm-hmm. asthma, bronchitis, mm-hmm. other things I won't mention. Mm-hmm. But uh, one of the other things that is that I get a lot of people that come to me because of depression, anxiety, uh, mental health issues, especially during the last two years, people have been really going through mm-hmm. and they don't want to take the medication because, you know, they say, oh, take this just here. Oh, you have any issues? You don't feel good? Take that. Well, that's not the answer. So they come to me and I have the natural answer for that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and that's interesting, especially, I mean, we all have, and across the medical field, have seen an increase of mental health, regardless of whether you're in the mental health field or not. Um, what are some challenges that you faced as an herbalist? Um, the, really, the only challenges that I've faced are that people, most people don't really understand what I do. Mm. And they don't also don't understand that uh, it's a business. And so they, the way they would treat their MD is very different than how they would treat me. They look at me like I'm just supposed to, you know, just whatever, you know, give it away. Mm-hmm. And they don't, I don't think they really respect the amount of uh, education and time and hours um, that, and certificates that you have to get. Uh, to get to this point, they don't understand. They really, mm-hmm. most people don't even know what a clinical herbalist is. They've mm-hmm. never even heard of it. Yeah. Um, the other side is um, a lot of people don't want pharmaceuticals anymore. They don't want it. But what the issue is that they're used to with pharmaceuticals, the symptom is gone fast. And it, herbs don't work like that all the time. Some of them do. They happen. They, they work really fast. But generally, because they're natural, because they're organic, sustainable, kosher, that's the, I only deal with those type. Mm-hmm. They, uh, they take time to work. And oftentimes now, especially with the Internet, everyone has ADHD. They don't have the patience for things to take their natural course and work with the body. And then right. the other part is they don't understand that uh, nutrition is directly tied to anything working. And so they yeah. want you to, to give them something, but they don't want to change their eating habits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, I can don't you? That. <laughs> I can definitely second that. Yes. They want to <laughs> eat. Everybody wants a quick pill. <laughs> yeah, they want the pill, but they want to. They still want to eat the pork and the, and the pork rinds and, Yeah. <laughs> The canned foods and the process, uh, this, they still want to uh, eat that and think it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, what are some of your favorite part of being an herbalist? My favorite part, well, I, I love creating uh, what I do. I don't have a lot of products that I resell. I create mm-hmm. most of my medicinals mm-hmm. um, and I do that. Uh, so that whatever I create works specifically for that person's body. So I love that part. The other part I love is 
actually getting to know my clients because I spend the, uh, the initial intake is one hour. Mm -hmm. I get to know things about them that their doctors will never know. They don't take the time to really listen and listening and hearing their concerns. And, and I can relate to, I can relate to each and every one of my clients in some way. Mm -hmm. I understand. And so that connection, uh, I like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I love when they get well. Yes. That makes me very happy. (laughs) I bet. To be a part of that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what uh what have you seen as well what are your class your demographic of patient do you often sign only see adults or are you open or capable of seeing children as well and pediatric um um, i'm more adults and Mm -hmm. the majority of my clients are are professional women uh i do have some men that come but generally it's professional women that's the majority of my clients okay Okay. Um, now, now that you have your business and you're working as an herbalist, what's your day-to-day like? I'm sure it's chaotic. <laughs> it's never the same. I mean, you see my, <laughs> you can see the headache on my forehead. <laughs> <laughs> because you don't know how to, you can't turn it off. People are, you know, they, they really, they're needy. And because you're an herbalist, they think they have access to you all the time and they don't. Um and, and they also want, well, I want an appointment now, or can I come see you today? I'm not set up that way because I have to have your intake information two days before you can even see me because mm-hmm. I, I need a chance to really look at it and research and see what might work before I see you. So then you have people that want to see you now. Then you have people that, uh, they for, you know, oh, I forgot, or they don't fill out enough information or... You know, they just, everybody is, is so stressed out and they want it now. Mm -hmm. And I have other things to do and other clients. And it's like, and you're wearing all these different hats. Yeah. You know, you're wearing these hats and you go home and you're tired. You don't really have a whole lot left for yourself, but you got to take care of yourself. Actually, I do enjoy very much what I do. And, and uh, I just moved into a new office and it's beautiful and I love it. And, um, but sometimes my brain doesn't start really working hard until the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So sometimes the days are really long. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I feel that. Uh, needless to ask, how is work-life balance? <laughs> huh? <laughs> yeah, I'll ask that just for fun. <laughs> You're trying to be funny. I see that. <laughs> It's, it's, uh, <laughs> I haven't mastered that yet. Yeah. I'm trying to, uh, I figure by September I will master it because I just moved that mm-hmm. whole move and everything and transitioning took a month. And so I think that that balance, uh, I have to put up some, uh, barriers or boundaries mm-hmm. so that I can have that balance. That's but fair. as you grow, you know, then you realize that you you need help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so so I'm at the point where I, I, I'm I'm starting to need help, and that's a beautiful okay. thing, really. That is a great thing, yeah. Uh, especially as a business owner, um, mm-hmm. solo practitioner, that's a great thing. Mm-hmm. Do you work with any mentees yourself? I don't. I I don't have one yet. Um, mm-hmm. 
when I do get one, I want someone that's very similar to me, that's eager, that's dedicated, uh, that will do the work that I'm asking them to do. My mentor had me reading. I have to wear glasses now. He had me reading till my eyes crossed. And then he would quiz me. And I got to tell him what the whole book's about. Then I got to, you know, I, I'm probably going to be just like my mentor. <laughs> but, I, but I've learned so much from him. And, and being a professor, I mean, I'm going, teaching is what I do. So mm-hmm. I, I have to, I'm looking forward to the right person that's local that will dedicate that when they're supposed to be there, they can be there, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and that, now, that is, person will come. Is that something that as a mentee, what would you say is, is it something that requires a full-time or is that something that can be done as a part-time? Oh no, as a mentee, you're part-time. It takes Listen, there is, you will never, I don't know everything there is to know about herbalism and I will never know. Mm-hmm. And as, as a mentee, I can't tell you how many hours I spent. You can't do 40 hours a week as a mentee. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to have a life and you have to push back sometimes just for your own sanity. Yeah. So that mentee would be somebody part-time with me. Maybe they might spend, uh, 10 hours a week with me, but they're going to spend these other hours reading thoroughly these books that I ask them to read, taking classes that I want them to take, mm-hmm. um, getting different perspectives on, you know, physiology and you, you're going to have to learn psychology. And for me, mm-hmm. you've got to know the sciences because that's, that's what, that's what I'm about. Yeah. Yeah. What is your future professional goals? Well, I would like to be able to grow my clinic and not have to be there to be able to mm-hmm. raise up a couple of herbalists, clinical herbalists. And all I got to do is just come in and oversee it. And so now I can relax yeah. and just and just be the person that they can call and say, OK, I have this situation. What's your suggestion? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I'd like to have a network uh, that I can say I don't specialize in this but this person does and have that mm-hmm. relationship yeah you know so that the people can get what they need yeah absolutely now do you ever plan on writing a book or teaching herbalism in general in a you know uh classroom setting or otherwise i've been asked to teach mm. uh because that's what i do anyway and um as far as writing a book, I don't want to write anything right now. <laughs> I, you know, I have books in me, but they're probably not about herbalism because I, I'm also a holistic life coach. Mm. So along with herbalism, to be whole, W-H-O-L-I-S-T-I-C, to be holistic is not just the herbs. It's also your, your mentality, your spirituality. I'm different than a lot of people. I mean, you know, I'm, I know a few herbalists and I am like a unicorn. Mm. So I personally would just want to uh, eventually have classes, teach, and maybe even be able to certify. I mean, there is no certification in this country. You can Mm. get certificates that say you've learned, but there's no uh, governing body outside Mm -hmm. of the American Herbalist Guild, which I'm a part of, that... Uh, and the uh, American Association for Drugless Practitioners, outside of that, there is no specific uh, 
license that you have to have here. It's protected by the First Amendment. So I would like to eventually have some students and teach them the way I've learned and mm -hmm. let them go out and help people take control of their health. Yeah. How do you have fun? What do you do for fun? <laughs> fun to me would be getting on a plane and leaving the country. <laughs> My type of fun. Yeah, that's my type of fun is to go somewhere way away from everything and just be free. I spent uh, quite a bit of time in Tanzania and Ooh. that's the freest I've ever been. I mean, I because I wasn't, you know, you go for a week or two. I was gone for a long time. So I love to travel. And uh, if I'm not traveling, I like I love nature. I love walking in nature or hiking the beach. I love the beach. Mm -hmm. I love music. Any concert, the music I like, I, I try to be there. I love, love music. So that's, those are the things that I do in my spare time is I just kick, and I love to write poetry. Mm. You know, so. That does not surprise me at all. No? <laughs> no, you strike me as a spiritual and like autistic type. So I am not even at all surprised that you write poetry. I'm a flower child. <laughs> Yeah, you absolutely are. <laughs> that's, you're in the bay. You see where you are. That's that's my type of stuff. <laughs> yeah, I like to get off the plane and say, "Oh, look at it. Let me see what's here." Mm -hmm. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Last question before I let you go. Any word of advice for anybody, an aspiring herbalist? I would tell them, I'd first ask them, why do they want to do it? And can they be dedicated? And I would tell them, uh, the first thing you would do is, I'm noticing a lot of people go on YouTube and they, there's a lot of herbalists that have YouTube channels. And I would tell them that they'll give you some information, but they won't give you the information. Mm -hmm. If you really want to be an herbalist, then you need to uh, contact someone that can steer you on books that you can start reading. There's classes, there's different herbalist programs. They're very expensive. Um, there's other ways to do it. I would tell them to, uh, you know, depending on who they are and what their culture is, go to great grandma, go to grandma, sit, sit down with grandma. Mm -hmm or mom and find out what your uh, lineage, what do you all do? Because one thing I, I didn't, I didn't know much about indigenous herbalism. And I, I just spent a year studying that and uh, I learned some things, some things I won't touch, mm -hmm. but I learned some things. And so if it, if it bears close to your spirit, then learn it. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. a long road. It's a, there's a lot to learn and you will never learn it all. There is no one that knows it all. Right, right. So study hard, study long, but don't forget to play. <laughs> I love it. Study hard, study long, but don't forget to play. Oh, That's and, beautiful and, and get to know the plants. Mm -hmm. Grow them, plant them, talk to them, get to know them. I love it. Well, there you have it. Thank you so much for joining and for shining some light on the world of herbalism. It was a pleasure talking to you and laughing with you. <laughs> Thank you for, for having me. I'm, oh, you got, 
You caught me tired, but I did my best. <laughs> no, you did great. We were both just tired. I just jumped right in from work, but that's okay. That's yeah, the life. <laughs> I know. See, you I did. still have all my scrubs. I just got in the house. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. One day we'll get in the plane and go to Tanzania. <laughs> hey, we can go to, to the Virgin Islands. We can go to Jamaica. We can go wherever you want. Hey, let's, um, let's do it. <laughs> I got to get out of here. You don't got to convince me. <laughs> All right, Dr. Sim, you have a beautiful evening. And thank you, you too. for joining. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Right. The answer is C. Personal herbalist is not really a thing, and it was not mentioned in the episode. I hope you all enjoy it. If you want more um, holistic, herbalist, naturopathic, providers and practitioners in healthcare please let me know and i will again do my best to make it happen until then ciao all right that's all i have for you today thank you again for joining me i appreciate you please subscribe follow like comment and share and uh stay blessed bye